Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Graylin Loomis. I'm joined, as always, by co-host Ian Kreitzer. Ian, tell me where we're sitting right now. We're sitting uh, on the Grand Strand, or part of it, and then the uh, Marina Inn at Grand Dunes in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, so this is a little bit of our backyard. Lynx is based in Hilton Head Island, which is three and a half, four hours south of us right now on the South Carolina coast. But we're sharing the, the same stretch of beach, and I'm sure some of the sand eventually washes down. Eventually, <laughs> after, Head. you know, hundreds of years or so. Maybe not even that much. <laughs> I don't know. So I know the answer to this, but have you been to Myrtle Beach before? I, I have in the area, um, but not not to play golf, um, and not really spent a whole lot of uh, whole lot of time here. I came and visited my grandparents when they were staying in a house down here a few times, and no no substantial amount of time. And I know you had been down here for golf trips before as well. Yes, I grew up coming down here from the mountains of North Carolina. Um, initially, just family trips, and then later. Um, as I started getting kind of more into golf through middle school and high school for golf trips. Um, but I hadn't been back with my golf clubs in, I don't know, six years or so, yeah. uh, seven years. So it had been quite a while. And then, you know, we'll get into why we took this trip and why we chose the courses we did. But what made me excited is I, I had never played any of the courses that, that we've just played. Right. And, and obviously I hadn't either cause I haven't, you know, come down here for a golf trip, but I was, uh, well, I mean, we'll get into this, but the golf has been spectacular. I, I've, I've thought. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. And we'll get into why that kind of surprised you a little bit. But first, let's set the scene. You know, I, I think sometimes we can be a little too insider if something's in the southeast and we kind of take it for granted that yeah. people know what we're talking about. And I, I think if you live out west, you, you might not realize just how big a golf destination Myrtle Beach is. A couple interesting stats. Um, there are over a hundred golf courses listed on the Myrtle Beach Chamber of Commerce's website, um, 102 to be exact. Right. I mean, just let that sink it in. Just 102 golf courses right in this area. Um, 3.4 million people a year visit Myrtle Beach for golf. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. The largest event they have down here is called the Myrtle Beach World Amateur. Mm hmm. 4,000 participants in a tournament that takes place over like 42 golf courses. That's, that's, I mean, that's amazing. It, it, and people come from Australia. They, they come from all over the place. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think people necessarily understand just how big a golf destination this is. Um, there are massive high school tournaments. I mean, there's the famous like uh, Palmetto High School Championship. Right. Um, something like 65 high school teams participate just, in it. Yeah. It's um, it's absolutely amazing. And growing up, I always knew of Myrtle Beach as being you know a golf destination, and. I also kind of had this, I'll call it a um, misperception, that while Myrtle Beach had a ton of golf, it didn't have a ton of really good golf. And I, I think a lot of people kind of share that. You know, Myrtle Beach, I think they equate kind of quantity over quality. And yeah. I, I know that you kind of had a, a similar similar uh, perception. Right, yeah. I You know, I'm 
being I grew up in outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and this was kind of Myrtle Beach was the place that the high school seniors came for for spring break essentially, and just you know got rowdy, and it was you know has not you know has the reputation of you know dirty Myrtle and all that sort of not so nice nicknames, but spent you know we spent three days here um this is the third day now and you know i've had a blast <laughs> I, I, I can't lie and the golf has been especially has been spectacular the, the purpose of this trip was to come down and kind of highlight I mean, i'm going to be writing it up for an article in links um highlight the higher end of myrtle beach and we worked with a, a local kind of golf expert who yeah. steered us toward where to stay steered us toward where to play and um, we'll get into where we chose to play. But what I think is, has been interesting is we're staying in a very nice hotel right now, um, which we'll discuss. But it's the Marina Inn, um, like a four-diamond award, like very, very nice hotel. It's fantastic, yeah. And we're playing some very, very good golf courses from top-level designers and in really immaculate condition right now in March. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And the trip is coming out to significantly less than other trips we've taken have cost. And I, it's, I completely see the appeal of Myrtle beach because you could come down here, play some stellar golf and spend a fraction of what it would cost to go to some of the other really big name golf resorts. And while people I think don't always equate Myrtle beach with some of the big name golf resorts, I think you could have a pretty stellar experience down here and spend, you know, and come to Myrtle Beach twice, basically, for the cost of what one trip to other places would be. I, I totally agree. Yeah. And and I was very happy to be, you know, like I said, I was a little skeptical coming in because I had known of Myrtle Beach and it's like the quantity over quality of golf and kind of the reputation that it has. But I've, I've been blown away. I, I really have. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, we'll we'll so. get into what you liked and, and yeah, why. Yeah. But. For those listening in the future, we're here in late March, and yesterday was excellent weather, pretty much perfect weather. It, today was a little cooler. It was it got down to probably low 50s. It was kind of a, a cold front blew through. Yeah. We had a little bit of rain, yeah. um, but even then, it was really like a pullover and a vest sort of weather. Which, the rain was timed perfectly. We'll, we'll, we'll say that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll leave that We'll for, get into why it was yeah. timed perfectly <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but we chose the courses with the help of, of our kind of local guide, if you will. Um, but for those looking to do research, I, there is so much online about yeah. Myrtle Beach golf. And I would suggest going to the Lynx website and searching Myrtle Beach in, in the search function. Um, if you're listening in a couple months, you, you'll be able to find the article that I'm writing on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, there's so much online about what to choose, and that's kind of a, a tough thing when you have 102 courses to choose from. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can go by the rankings, you can go by architects, you can go purely based on price as well. Yeah. Um, if you're coming down here for a long period of time, a, one of the guys we were paired up with today comes down from New York for a few weeks a year, month a year. Yeah. He buys a golf pass um, where he pays... I think it was like two hundred dollars, right. and then that gets him discounted rates at quite a few courses. So if you're coming down for a longer period of time than just 
um, you know, a, a long weekend trip or even a week trip, one of those passes might make a lot of sense for you as well. 100%, yeah. So with that, we're going to jump into where we played and then get into a discussion of all of these courses after a word from our season sponsor. So our first round, Ian, was at the second course ever built in Myrtle Beach. Tell us about where we played and tell us about the experience of driving in and, and what you see. Right, yeah. So the, the first round, kind of first exposure for, for me, for Myrtle Beach Golf for me, was uh, was the Dunes Club, which full name is Dunes Golf and Beach Club for those who want to Google and, and, and search that. Um, but like you said, very historic and old school kind of kind of club, the second course in the area. Um, but as you drive in, you're driving along kind of the coastline um, with houses on, on both sides, very nice homes uh, through a neighborhood. And then you you round, you round the way, um, round the driveway into this like kind of uh, low-lying, uh, old-school kind of vibed clubhouse, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, they've, they've played host. They've, they've been around since the, the late 40s, I believe, as, as mm-hmm. um, Robert Trent Jones Sr. designed the course. Um, and... A lot of cool history uh, in the hallways and stuff there. And with, the clubhouse is on the ocean. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, t- yeah, truly yeah. on the ocean. It, it, yeah, it really is. And it has been since, obviously, since the beginning. But uh, we sat and had breakfast in, in there in that little room, um, in the grill room. And it was like, the view was, was fantastic. Special. Yeah. It feels like a private club. It does, Which yeah. makes sense because it kind of is a private club right. that allows limited outside play. Um, they, you can have access through certain golf packages or through staying at certain hotels. Um, but the, the dunes club website also says, you know, for more information and for pricing, call the golf shop. Right. And I, I imagine that if you were, you know, willing to, to pay and willing to kind of go through the right channels through the golf shop, then, you know, arranging play there wouldn't be too, too tough, No. but it feels, it feels like a classic course i mean i i don't know the other way to put it because the the layout is so clearly the golf course was meant for golf there's no real estate on the inside of the course you know you do see homes on the perimeter and some absolutely enormous giant homes yeah um but you, uh, the great land was kind of set aside for golf and that really cool, uh, old vibe clubhouse. Yeah. Um, like you said, Robert Trent Jones design, Mm -hmm. um, some really interesting undulation, which I didn't expect. Um, some, quite a few raised greens, more elevation change than you would expect on a, um, on a, you know, kind of marsh side seaside golf course. And back in the forties, Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I I don't think they were moving a ton of earth. So I, I think the the land actually did have some undulation to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think that's kind of hence the name the Dunes Club, which kind of kind of meanders through the that natural topography. Exactly. Um, and I think before we the it's really it's worth noting the 13th hole by itself too. Yes. Just be, and I know we might get into more details of the course, but I want to I want to get that out there because describe it, it right. So it is like I, I'll put a picture up on on the links Instagram at some point um, in the future, but when you're teeing off, you're you're facing you're facing one way, and the green um, it's around this big uh, big marshland, you know, pond, lake, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the green is like. Uh, 90 degrees to your right almost 
like a big curved boomerang or like, banana, yeah. and you're on one end of the boomerang, and you look across the lake, and then there's a moment where you think, could I, could I hit one right over? And it's like then, a 320 carry yeah, from well, the tees that we, 320 yeah. from the tees we were playing. Right. It was probably a 380, 390 carry yeah. from, from the, the tips. Which? And if you play it, not as the crow flies, but around the fairway, it's like a three or sorry, it's a par five, five hundred and probably forty yards. Five, yeah, five five thirty, five forty, something like that. Yeah. What's so much fun about it is you you can choose to just kind of play around the land mm-hmm. and play safe, or you can decide to cut off and bite off it as much as you want to take on. Right. And it's fun that the stretch of holes 11 12 and 13 are kind of referred to as alligator alley there right and 13 ends alligator alley yeah and the the group we all had a blast playing it and with every shot there's strategy in your mind where you're thinking how much do i bite off do I take this on off the tee? If I don't take this on off the tee, I don't necessarily have an easy layup right. from there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I really enjoyed that. Well, hole. Well, so, so how did you play? How did you play the hole? Cause you, so to, I chose a line that gave me, I think a 255 yard carry. Greenland hits it longer than I do, by the way. <laughs> but good. 255 yard carry. And I went on that line and, and carried it by, Probably four or five yards. Yeah, and on like of, a little tip that was that that yes. kind of came back out over. And yeah. um, then went for it, put it in a greenside bunker. You played it safe along the land. I hit three iron. Yeah, <laughs> three iron. Yeah, followed by probably another three or four iron, which barely on the line that I chose barely carried. <laughs> yeah, and because even with your second layup shot, you're having to bite off some of the yeah, lake. Yeah, and then up onto the green. But we, we really enjoyed it. We'll give a kind of quick little anecdote because um, for those that don't know, golf writers have what's called the GWAA, which is the Golf Writers Association of America, and every year there's a GWAA tournament. And the Dunes Club hosted it for many, many years in a row. And there's a plaque on the on the tee of the 13th that that I, that should just tell you everything you need to know about golf writers. And I'm making fun of of myself as I say that. And and, and me more so. I'm making fun of myself because Gerland has nothing to make fun of because he's a great player. I'm I'm especially on the trip. I'm not. But so the plaque reads: GWAA dedicated to the memory of Charles Bartlett, Chicago Tribune. Um, who once scored a 22 on this hole <laughs> and never hit a ball into the water. <laughs> it, it's, it's perfect. It, I, I mean, a 22, it's, it's, it's a long hole, but to, you're like, Oh, he scored a 22, you know, he, he hit, hit a 10 few, balls into the lake. Nope. No, no. <laughs> I mean, just amazing. Yeah. We, we, we died when we saw that. That was, that was so funny. So I, I personally really enjoyed the dunes club. It reminded me, you know, if it helps anybody make, or if it helps anyone to make comparisons to other courses, um, it really reminded me of a, a mix of kind of Country Club of Charleston vibes. If Country Club of Charleston had mm-hmm. a little more undulation and uh, a few more trees, um, and of course, it, this probably won't help anyone, but a course in Dallas called Brook Hollow. Um, it, it was just kind of a perfect mix of those two, and both are private clubs, and the Dunes Club. It just everything about it felt really premium and really nice. And yeah. I, as we've mentioned to others on this trip that we played there, everyone's kind of had this reaction of, 
Oh boy. Yeah, they, that's a special place. It was a heck of a way to start out the trip for sure. Yeah. Um, and that set the tone, you know, right oh, off yeah. the bat. If if you came in thinking, you know, Myrtle Beach is kind of uh, tourism, a lot of visiting golfers, it was kind of the opposite experience yeah. at the Dunes Club where we pulled up to the gate and it explained, hey, you know, we're here as visitors playing. And the darn guy was about as friendly as you could oh ever have. Oh my gosh, amazing. He, he was super excited, started describing the course, and finally said, no, sorry, I've got to let you go. You know, you're just going to have a great day, and left it at that. Yeah, which was amazing. Uh, one more thing to note, too, about the Dunes Club. Uh, one, of my, one of my conceptions, uh, maybe misconceptions, about Myrtle Beach Golf in general, or like, at least where we played, um, was that I was going to lose a lot of balls. And... and I'm struggling a little bit with my driver right now, as you've seen. Um, I'm maybe more than a little bit. It, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it, it's not good. I I'm sorry. I wouldn't go full blown yips, but it's it, it's getting close. Uh, I need to see somebody about it. Anyway, um, but the Dunes Club, I didn't lose a ball, and I was I was hitting it very badly off the tee, and but I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot of water, a lot of you know. I brought a couple extra sleeves, and I didn't lose a ball. So, yeah. um, very worth noting for sure, uh, especially how I'm hitting it off the tee. So, yep. Yeah. Our next round, first day was an 18-hole day, which mm. was actually a really nice, relaxing way yeah. to, to start the trip. Absolutely. Especially after our last trip to Band of Dunes, where we played 36, three days in a row, and then proceeded to kind of crawl on all fours to our graves. It, it was yeah. it was a lot of golf. Yeah, well, we did we did play, go to Top Golf after that round, though. We, we did go play Top Golf for the first and, time and ever. I, I want to save Top Golf or our first experience Sorry. of Top yeah, Golf yeah, for yeah. just a, a note after these. I'm jumping. Sorry. Um, but our next round we played was Caledonia Golf and Fish Club. Um, for those that don't know, Caledonia and its neighboring sister course, True Blue, were both mm. designed by the late Mike Strantz, right. who did Tobacco Road, um, Bulls Bay, Tot Hill Farm, some other really great courses in the southeast. He, um, he, he died way too young, and yeah. he, it is... The courses that he left behind are just as much works of art as golf courses. And that's really what I found with Caledonia today. It felt like a painting. And we are here at the perfect time of year where they have, or all of the azaleas were in bloom around the course. They had flowers in bloom around the course. It, It was as if we were playing golf through a painting, Minus uh, a, a little bit of a rainy uh, torrential spell in the middle, which, which happened um, right at the turn, which was nice. But it did happen at the turn, and at the turn you pass a little shack where there's a sign that says "free chowder." Yeah. So we went to the tenth tee. It started raining. We we went back for our free chowder and ended up chatting with with um, one of the chefs for a while, it, <laughs> while the rain passed. Which is it's literally a tiny little shack. Uh, I mean, barely enough room for the three of us underneath the little. You know, <laughs> Hearing the rain on the tin roof and uh, and all that and the like the uh, the fire on the on the cauldron they pulled the chowder out fresh and it was it was really good um, but we just chatted with him and that was kind of a perfect way to spend a rain delay agreed um, yeah the course is built on an old rice plantation right and there are live oaks everywhere with Spanish moss hanging you have azaleas in bloom. Um, Just a beautiful property altogether. It's very, very beautiful. And if you have kind of a colonial southern plantation in mind, down to the colonial-style clubhouse with a back porch overlooking the 18th green and the marsh, that is it. Um, There was a tent set up for what I will assume was a wedding. Right. 
And I thought to myself, man, and this would be a really nice place to have a wedding. Oh, and yeah. I think on the 17th, you said, boy, you know, if you're going to have a really nice wedding in Myrtle Beach, like this is where I'd want to go. This is where you do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was great. The price to play Caledonia varies depending on the time of year. Of course. Um, the range goes from around 150 bucks, $159 to uh, over $200, $220. Yeah. And they, that was the high end, highest end on the price range for us. Um, but we both really enjoyed it, largely due to, to Mike Strantz. A, a few months ago, I wrote an article on the Lynx website that was my five bucket list courses. Yeah. And Caledonia is one of was one of my five bucket list courses that I wrote about. And after playing it today, um, I am very happy it was on there. And I'm very happy to, to be able to tick it off. As with every other Mike Strantz course I've ever played, I want to go back and play it again oh, and yeah. kind of figure out some of those quirkier holes, figure out some of the um, eccentricities. It's nowhere, it's not nearly as quirky as a place like Tot Hill Farm or Tobacco Road. Much more kind of subdued and much more, um, I guess, calm than that. Yeah. But there are some neat elements, particularly in the greens with some narrow, long greens, some really interesting slopes and holes that I kind of sat there on the green and turned around and thought, man, I want to play that again. And I'd play it totally differently. Exactly. And I think you mentioned it on one of the holes. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was like, wow, that's kind of a kind of a uh, optical illusion. It looks like such a skinny green. And there's all this room, you know, behind there. Yep. Um, and then like with the, all these crazy undulations, like you mentioned, and um, it just it was a lot of fun just to to kind of mess around i want to get back and, and do it again for sure and do it all differently that, that's the beauty of it it yep. really is yeah yep. um our next round they, that we played after that was kind of a totally different feel from the first two rounds but we went to tbc myrtle beach and, yep. and that was actually this afternoon so that's very fresh on our minds tbc myrtle beach might have been the best condition course I've played in the last five years. It might be the best condition course I've ever played. I, I mean, they overseeded the course with rye, um, as they would say, wall to wall. So rough fairway greens, areas of the course that you would never, you know, touch yeah. were perfect green. And you almost felt guilty taking a divot. The greens were in absolutely perfect shape as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we were kind of blown away and everyone else we spoke to at the course was kind of blown away. And there's something, you know, they, yes, it is kind of vanity to, to be concerned about conditions, but it plays a big role in, in your enjoyment of the day. Yeah. You know, if the greens are bad and bumpy and, and it's tough to putt, you're just not going to enjoy it. It's especially the average golfer who's coming in who plays once or twice a year, takes yeah, one they, golf trip. This is their one golf trip, yeah. or particularly this time of year where, let's say you're from up north and it's still winter. I mean, yeah. the, the guy we played with today from New York, he said it was 27 degrees when he left New York, came down here, and what felt cold for us, about 62, was yeah. warm for him, and he's playing a course that is absolutely immaculate uh, i mean it was I, I can't stress it enough and of course traditionalists are spitting their heads are spinning right now like, oh, they overseated wall to wall blah 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 it was but it, it was it was absolutely phenomenal it really was it's a tom fazio design mm. 
much bigger, uh, and I mean footprint-wise, much bigger yeah. than Caledonia. Oh, by far, um, yeah. Bigger features, um, but it felt like a, a top-notch Fazio. You were comparing some of the holes uh, where you saw similarities with Wade Hampton. Yep. I was comparing some holes where I saw similarities with Quail Hollow, mm-hmm. uh, two other uh, Tom Fazio designs. Right. Um, as with all Tom Fazio courses, it was really pretty. You know, big right. white wall flash face bunkers with that deep emerald green um, overseed. Right. Sounds like we're kind of describing Augusta National here. And, and both of us kind of mentioned throughout the round, this feels a little bit like Augusta National. I, I, I made Graylin stop the card at one point and was just like, <clears throat> like put a green. There was a little pond right there. It's like put a green right there. Put the 16th green Augusta. It could be. It could be there. Which sounds crazy. With but big, it was, tall, towering pines. Yeah, and it, yeah. It was amazing. We one of my <laughs> complaints about uh, TPC Myrtle Beach, and you know, I'm sure someone from the the club will see this and be able to kind of tell us why. But on the card. The time slots, you know, it says you're supposed to play, you know, the first hole in X number of minutes right. and so on. Their suggested pace of play is four hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. Which, boy, that's a long round of golf. It really a, is. A, that would be a long, tiring day. And they were busy out there today. Yeah. Um, pretty darn busy, actually. We teed off at 2.30, and there was a 2.10, 2.20, 2.30, 2.40 time that all... We all teed off at the same time. We played in four hours flat. Yeah. Um, and we we're kind of waiting behind the group in front of us. And we waited bit. behind the group in front of us. <laughs> but um, it was, I wonder why it's four hours and 40 minutes. But hey, you know what? It's um, fortunately we didn't experience that today. Yeah. Had it been four hours and 40 minutes, that, that would have been a long round. It would have been a slog. Yeah. For Especially sure. teeing off at 2 30. You might have. And then you're finishing at yeah. seven something. Yeah. I mean, they, they, that's, that's too slow. But. Um, the price, TBC Myrtle Beach, best conditioned course I've played in uh, five years or so, $130. I mean, they, that's that's a seriously good deal. Yeah. Um, they also have a really nice uh, kind of restaurant area that overlooks mm-hmm. the 18th, and you kind of shoot back looking down uh, the 18th with a dramatic kind of do or die par five finish. Yeah. We, we, um, we both, which we both on. died. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, yeah. We, we did not do, we died. No, no, no yeah. And died multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was a fun way to, to finish the day. And I, I think we both mentally struggled a little bit, but yeah. Um, so you guys are probably realizing this doesn't add up or oh, well, hold on. Ian, you're saying and, and also this is the home of the yes. new Dustin Johnson golf school that just oh, opened as well. Yes. And, yeah. and Dustin Johnson carries the TPC Myrtle Beach logo on his bag. There's a big shrine there's to him shrine right when you walk him. in. Um, there's a parking space for him right outside of his golf school. It says parking reserve. space reserved for Dustin, for Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Um, clearly, he's a big guy in Myrtle Beach, but an even bigger guy at TPC Myrtle that's Beach. That's like his, it's his place, like yes. essentially. Yeah. I would love to see him play that course and take on some of those corners and, and hit it. You know, I'd oh love to God. see him play the 13th, actually, at the Dunes Club. He would just, he would just take on the green. 380 onto the green. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the price. So, yeah. yep, $130. Um, and and I, I thought it was a great deal. I would pay that all day long. 100%. So... People are probably realizing this doesn't add up. We talked about playing TBC Myrtle Beach today, um, this afternoon, Caledonia this morning. Well, what happened to round number four? Yeah. We're actually recording this before we've 
played Tidewater. And we want to talk a little bit about Tidewater. It's north of Myrtle Beach, and we're playing it um, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, we wanted to record this while we had a lot of time tonight to kind of sit down, discuss everything, and, and get in a good recording. And we're going to put up um, on our Instagram all of our thoughts about Tidewater, yeah. and we'll archive those in the story highlights feature. Right. So if you go to the, the links profile, you'll be able to see a, a Tidewater um, highlight where you can click right. and kind of go through the round and, and see everything. But Tidewater is $186 to play. And talking to kind of all the golf experts in the area, um, the four courses we're playing, Dunes Club, Caledonia, TPC Myrtle Beach, and Tidewater, those are kind of the, the leaders, if you will, yeah. of if you want a high-end kind of top-notch golf trip to Myrtle Beach, um, these are the courses you play. Yeah. So we're both really excited to see Tidewater. We'll fill you guys in. We might even carve out a little time at the end of the next episode to talk about Tidewater. Yeah. Um, but we're excited to see it, and um, it rounds out four rounds that won't break the bank, um, particularly uh, if you want to stay at a nice place, play really good golf, yeah. and then you start comparing it with going to other resorts. Boy, you know it, it, it's a heck of a lot more than, than yeah. we paid for this trip. Absolutely. So let's talk quickly um, toward the end here about the benefits of Myrtle Beach. And uh, I don't necessarily want to draw any direct comparisons to, to other golf resorts mm -hmm. just because everyone has a different idea of what they like and what they don't like. But I think our first day kind of perfectly exemplifies why people like Myrtle Beach. So we played a morning round. Um, because this isn't really vacation for us, we then came back and did a few hours of work. Yeah. But then we went out, had a couple beers, watched some March Madness basketball, had a steak, and then drove and played Top Golf, which was a, a first experience for both of us. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know what Top Golf is, you might as well Google it. But it, it's a multi-story driving range that kind of gamifies driving. Imagine bowling meets darts meets darts meets a loud bar with good music meets you know a golf driving range yeah it, so I, I think we both had a lot of fun the two of us shared a bay um it was a little expensive i thought um but yeah. i told my wife that i thought it was expensive and i told her that it came out to what for an hour two beers and well and one beer yeah it was 36 dollars each um, I'm right about that, aren't I? I yes. think so. Yes, yeah, thirty-six dollars yeah. each, um, which I thought was kind of expensive, but my wife didn't think it was that expensive, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so we really enjoyed it, but it kind of highlighted, I think, exactly what people like about Myrtle Beach. They come down here with their golf buddies, mm -hmm. and there's a ton to do. There's nightlife. There are ha happening bars. Um, there's Top Golf. There are tons of restaurants. A lot of chain restaurants. I mean, a lot of chain restaurants. But no, there's anything wrong with if, that. If you, yeah. And no, but you can dig down kind of beneath those chains if you want to find local, and you can find tons of options. No, oh, yeah. Our first night, we ate at a place called Aspen Grill, and I had some of the best scallops that I've ever had. Uh, it was absolutely excellent uh, with mushroom risotto. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. I, for those that don't know me, I, I'm a little bit of a foodie, so I, I love that. As in, maybe I eat too much food. but, <laughs> but um, Same. It's fine. It, the, the other thing is 
if you aren't down here with golf buddies where you want to go to bars or top golf, there's also tons to do for the family. And that's what made me think about Myrtle growing up. We would come down here and my dad and two of my brothers or one of my brothers and I would play golf. My mom would take the other siblings out to the beach um, or, you know, anywhere else. But you have so much to do here. That if you're looking for a golf trip that's not just purely 100% golf, let's do nothing but play golf, or it's important to you that after doing nothing but playing golf, you have some nightlife or you have the ability to to go out to a range of restaurants, um, Myrtle has kind of everything you could want from ultra high-end steaks, you know, to you know, big mega calabash seafood buffets. Right. Um, shout out Benjamins. Yeah. Shout out to the original <laughs> Benjamins where I, I grew up going <laughs> once a year with my family. Um, all, all the way, you know, to the Chick-fil-A we had for breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. So I know this is super fresh in our minds and you don't have a real point of reference, but what would you do differently with, with this trip based on the experience mm. we've had so far? Would you change anything? Uh, I don't know if I'd change, change anything. I think the, the pace of the golf was good. Uh, at least, you know, thus far asked me again tomorrow. Yeah, I might 18, have 18, 36, 18. Right. Which I think is a good, you know, good for a golf trip. It gives you some breathing room mm-hmm. there. Um, the food has all been great. Uh, I would do, I mean, heck I would go to top golf again. Uh, I would to, too. T- tonight if we weren't, you know, we we're recording this at around nine o'clock. <laughs> um, but, uh, and we have an early morning tea time tomorrow. So, um, but, uh, but top golf, I thought was a lot of fun. Um, and I don't know, maybe leave some time, uh, to just explore the other areas of Myrtle beach. It's a, it's a really large area too. I mean, it like, is to like today we drove, um, we're more towards the North end of Myrtle beach and we drove about 42, 43 minutes down to Caledonia, kind of near Polish Island. Yeah. Island area. Um, so everything kind of spread out, but to accommodate a hundred and you know two, I think is what you said, mm-hmm. golf courses, it's going to have to be spread out to some degree. Um, it is. I think that drive worked well. I think if you booked your rounds and didn't necessarily check them all on a map, you could end up having some long drives. Not long. I mean, your longest drive well, might you, be an hour from the furthest south point to you know, let's say Tidewater. Right. Yeah. But. Um, if you didn't plan it well and you had a 36 whole day, you could be rushing and kind of grabbing lunch on the go sort of thing. And if you don't mind that, that's fine, but just keep that in mind. But when planned well, it, sh- it would be, it'd be totally fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you planned it well, you know, like uh, Caledonia and TPC Myrtle beach paired up really well today. Correct. Yeah. I would play if I was going to change anything, I think I would add a round of golf I'm not sure where, maybe at a day and a round of golf mm-hmm. and play True Blue. The, the other Mike yeah, Strands that, course that's a good at point Caledonia. Um, you know, it didn't fit in the schedule this time, but man, anything Mike Strands, I, I really love. And, and you know, I'm a big fan too. Yeah. You're a big fan as well. Um, you know, for those that maybe we'll just do a whole podcast on traveling to Mike's trans courses. That'd you know, be fun. Give uh, us a good reason to, to do some travel, but fingers um, crossed. <laughs> Mike did paintings of courses. He would paint holes before he made them yeah. almost like, or before he built them, built let's them, say, yeah. um, almost like, uh, architects do renderings these days. You yeah. Know, Mike was painting them and he really was as much an artist as, as anything else. So I would love to see true blue. And if it's anything like Caledonia, I, you know, 
call me a happy man, yeah. I, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be in heaven. Absolutely. And I know that they do, um, we didn't discuss this when we talked about Caledonia, but I know they do a package where you can play both and get discounted rates. So you're not paying the full, you know, full tilt for one. Um, and, and then the, the full tilt for the, full, for the other one as well. Um, you can play both for a severely discounted rate too, and they kind of pair well together. Um, and they're right, the, they're right they're across right the road. Right next door. I mean, talk about logistically yeah. friendly. Um, maybe I would carve out time. Well, not maybe. I would also carve out time to have a meal at Caledonia. They, the restaurant looked so cool, and, and the the rocking chairs overlooking the 18th green. That would be so much fun to sit there and watch groups come in. And, and heckle them, right? Uh, yeah. Side. yeah. <laughs> we did hear stories about people, you know, probably a, a few beers too deep, heckling people on the 18th green as they made and missed putts. Ooh. And there's a sign that says, please be respectful of golfers on the 18th green. <laughs> I, I'd love to know what happened <laughs> to it, make it, that it, sign There's a sign there. Up. Something had to have been the, the catalyst for it. Yeah. Hey, no one was out there to see you make that birdie putt on 18 today hey, and but, see me miss my birdie but, but but you saw it that's all that matters and that, and that was the that was the one birdie of today between the 36 holes for me so hey i'll take it perfect well this is kind of a perfect example of the times where we would love to hear from you guys about any questions you have we are far from Myrtle Beach experts. You know, I grew up coming here and, and this trip has added to my resume. This is Ian's first time. But if you guys have any questions, if we don't know the answer, we will speak to kind of our friends here who helped us set up this trip, who kind of have all the knowledge and, and we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll even answer you on a, an upcoming podcast if um if it would be a good fit for you know yeah. audio so send us your questions or thoughts or comments suggestions to, yeah suggestions to letters at linksmagazine.com if you use uh, if you want to use email you can also find us on social media where we are at links magazine everywhere if you want to read my article um, about uh, this trip. It's going to be in, I believe, the July issue of Lynx Digital. Um, you can sign up to receive Lynx Digital on the website, linksmagazine.com. There's a, a little sign up for Lynx Digital in the top right section of the site. In the same area, you can subscribe to the print magazine as well. Yep. So tons of ways to get Lynx content. Um, probably the best, and the best to kind of know ahead of time what our next podcast is going to be is to follow us on social media. Links you, Magazine, yeah, all across the board. at Links Magazine, you're going to see us posting from where upcoming podcasts are, are going to be from. Correct, yeah. So with that, I think we'll we'll wrap it up. I have left really invigorated about um, golf on the South Carolina coast. Yeah. I, I hesitate to say this, um, but... I think if I was going to return to any golf destination on the South Carolina coast to play more um, from just about anywhere, it would be Myrtle Beach. And I, I know that I just wrapped this whole thing up and now I'm going back into it, but <laughs> we get a lot of questions because we're both from the Carolinas about, yeah. hey, where in the Carolinas has the best public golf? And it's kind of sad. Not a lot of cities have good public golf. A lot have great private golf, yeah. but very few have good public golf. And Myrtle Beach is the most, you know, quintessential, a, quintessential exception of that. Yeah. So I will stop myself there and we'll wrap up the podcast. Ian, thank you, buddy. I'm looking forward to playing Tidewater, Tidewater with you tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Me too.